Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. All right, welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Blake. Uh, Today is January 17th is the day that we're recording this. We are recording on Tuesday as opposed to Monday as we normally do. Uh, Coming to you to review Sunday, January 15th, 2023 Mm -hmm. here at High Point Community Church, joined by Pastor Joey Hill and uh, Worship Pastor, Pastor, Student Pastor, Mr. Matt Ragsdale. How are you guys today? Good. Good. Real good today. Was that a formal enough intro? That was. <laughs> I felt like I just need to be quiet, let you go. Just wind up the monkey and let him go. Yeah. <laughs> That's my job. That's um, it. So how has how you guys past week? <laughs> How's you guys? That was oh, professional as well. It was. I got a story. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> right. Almost burnt down our side of corner last Tuesday. <laughs> And now it's time for story time with Matt. <laughs> um, so here, I'll try to make the long story short. We have a, we have half an acre, and about three fourths of that half an acre is is considered the backside of our house, but two thirds of that is wooded. There was a lot of fractions in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Anyways, so we have like literally probably like 20 foot wide by like 40 foot long fenced in area um, right off of our deck. And then after that, it slopes downhill really hard towards the creek. And in the summertime, all of that is covered up with ivy. So since it's wintertime and everything's dead right now, we're trying to get it cleaned up. and uh, Cleaning up the ivy? Yes. And there's a lot of deadfall and stuff too because of the woods. And there's a creek down there which means I'm not going down there in warm weather because I'm not going to snip on a snake. So I've been working on cleaning it up, trying to like cut, because that ivy stuff, I've found... Why are, you, why are you wanting to clean it up? So you can get to the creek? So you can play in the creek? No. Just, <laughs> I mean, so you can enjoy the creek. Because so you can the, at least see the creek. The ivy grows up the hill right. over our fence into the backyard. Okay. So I'm trying to get it as much cleaned up as I can now. So anyways... And I have found, I've had to go down with a chainsaw and cut ivy vines that are literally like 12 inches around. Like they're massive. What? The ones that are like growing up into the trees and stuff. I, 12 inches. I will. I think that's an exaggeration. I will go to the biggest one that I've cut so far and I'll measure it and I'll take a picture. <laughs> Anyways, so all that to say, last I've had a small pile of limbs going. And uh, I was like, man, we really need to burn these before it burns, it piles up anymore. Last Tuesday was the perfect day. It rained Sunday and it was sunny Monday and Tuesday. So perfect in between, not too wet, not too dry, whatever, whatever. So a little bit of diesel (laughs) and I get it going with my propane torch and fire's going. Everything's good. I even thought about the wind. There was no wind. Why do you have diesel fuel sitting around? For fires. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, 
I was just say you don't have a tractor, so no. like I, I have a small. I mean, I don't. I don't own a can. tractor. I have a you know a lawnmower, but I don't own a tractor, so I don't have diesel fuel just sitting around. Yeah. So, well, and I haven't. If it make makes you feel any better, I haven't touched it in like over a year. But so, literally, light the fire, get it going. I walk up the hill to set the propane torch down on our garbage can, turn back around. Fire is on the ground and has moved. 10 yards mm-hmm. and it is moving fast as mm. fire does yes <laughs> <laughs> and of course there was no wind and all of a sudden now there's wind involved <laughs> um dumb mistake on my part i did not hook up our hose beforehand everything was still unhooked and covered up from the cold weather mm. so at this point i am scrambling running <laughs> joe thomas would be so oh, disappointed oh, in you. i told him that he <laughs> I, I told him this story he gave me some tips for next time. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so had it gone another 10 seconds without me being able to get the hose to it, because when I finally got the hose down there, the fire had moved so far that I was barely able to reach it with the water from the hose. Mm. Um, had it gone another 10 seconds, I would have had to call the fire department. Mm-hmm. So so I have a question. Are you guys... Sweetwater would have been under the gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, so, so here's the question. The question is, when you do that, when you burn outside, no matter what it is, yeah. are you the kind of guy that's like, I ain't worried and walk away? Or are you the guy that is scared to death that's going to get out of hand and you babysit? I babysit it the whole time because I've I've had one get out of hand before. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Look out, Empire. Well, we, we have a funny story from like when I was – a teenager where I let a fire get out of hand in our front yard. Mm. And, um, there was a, (laughs) let's just say there was a scene, there was a scene that if you could capture it in time, it would be like comedy gold, you know, Uh of (laughs) my entire family, my grandmother included out there. And she's, (laughs) she's beating the fire with a pizza hut box. (laughs) And my dad has the old Christmas tree. That's a real Christmas tree that all the (laughs) needles are off of. And he's beating fire with a Christmas tree. (laughs) Anyway, it was a, it was, it was a scary moment. I thought thought we were going to have to call the, I'm not going to say his name, but we have a guy in our church. He's not with us anymore, but he, um, was never scared of fire. And he would come to the church, maybe put some brush up together or something like that. I mean, and even like some of the, some, when we were doing some of that major land clearing, we had all those trees piled up and he would light that thing and walk away. Yeah. When and you leave say- it, he would let it go all night long. Yeah. And we were here one night and I believe you were here as well. Yeah. It was a bunch of men. I don't know what we were doing. I think we were working on something we were renovating something can i clarify something when you said not with us anymore you don't mean he's passed away no 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 (laughs) no i know who you're talking about now but Uh, that's what you threw a wrench in there i'm sorry i I need to clarify that yeah Yeah. so he so so yeah he's no longer with us as far as attendee here right i know what you're Um, i know who you're talking about and he was not kicked out but right I don't know how in the world he hasn't burnt down corner because <laughs> one night we're sitting here, it's probably like nine, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And we're sitting here having a very, I don't know what we were doing, but it was kind of quiet and we're kind of having a serious talk. And some guy comes walking and said, Hey, y'all, the woods are on fire. <laughs> and we went, What? He went, The woods are on fire. And 
They weren't. There was no fire when we first walked in. So right. when we walked outside and we looked, there was the, all these flames out in the in the in deep in the woods. And when we got out there by them, they were piles of wood, different piles of wood that this man had lit. And when I when I called him, good grief! When I called it, we were just about to call the fire department. When I yeah. called him, I said, "Man, did you light these fires?" He, he went, "Oh yeah, let them burn. They'll be fine." <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's like a guy that doesn't use straps on his truck. It'll ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm scared of it. Well, and I, growing up, my grandmother, um, she has like a lot of pine trees and stuff in her yard. She has like probably four or five acres. And she would be the type of person that does like a burn pile yeah. and lets it pile up for months and oh, months. Wow. And it gets, I'm not kidding, like half the size of this room big, and they have to call ahead and let the fire department know, <laughs> and then they have to they have to spray around it and everything. Anyways, so I've been both. Like I've been, I have babysat a fire before, and depending on like at our old house, I could just leave it and walk away, not knowing anything would happen. But yeah, that scared me. Mm. I have a I have a burn pile ready to go in our backyard right now. Me too. A big, massive one. Yeah, I I'm got scared one a lot. That needs yeah. to be burned. I'm scared a lot, mine. I won't be lighting mine again. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you almost kill corner this this week, Joey? <laughs> I did not. I did not. I'm yeah. good. You I'm had good. a good week. Uneventful. Uh, yeah. My daughter's birthday, so we went and met her. Uh, she kind of met us halfway from you know she's off at college, so we met her halfway for dinner and gave her her present and everything mm-hmm. and stuff and the. It was really a great weekend for us because, as I told you all Sunday, all my kids were gone. Everybody was gone. Hope was gone to Gatlinburg, and the two boys were gone to North Carolina on a on a trip. And yeah, it was just nice. We just chilled. That's cool. Watched the yeah. movie, and like I said, Sunday we had all these big plans, and we wound up just vegging. Yep, it was awesome. Mm. I'm still staining my dick. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Our dog almost died. You're going to get there one day. Really? What? Yeah. I'm trying. How? Hey, literally, he ate a pair of Cherish's underwear. Okay, we need next. I should have played the theme song for that. <laughs> well, and uh, let me just say this. I didn't know that, like, that's a thing that happens, but apparently that is very common for dogs to eat, like, socks and underwear. And he did. So would you have to pull it out of his so, throat? No, we had, so... It was really weird the way it happened. Um, we, I was, we were getting ready for bed, and anyways, long story short, he sometimes he'll run under our bed with like socks and random stuff like that. And so when right before bed, usually every night he'll lay under the bed, and then Cherish will pull him out and throw him in the bed with us because if he's in the bed, he won't use the bathroom. Mm. So, huh. anyways, <laughs> yeah, right over there, like smack the microphone. <laughs> Sorry, headphone users. Um. So Cherish went to get him out from under the bed, and she was like, hey, Matt, um, he took my underwear under here with him, and they're not there anymore. <laughs> and so long story short, we flipped the room upside down looking for said pair, and they were not there, and so there was only one place they could be. Like I said, apparently this is more common with dogs than people are would think it's just way too I'm much. just wondering I if know, Cherish would even approve of this. <laughs> I know. I don't think Cherish would approve of this. She does. She does. So what'd you say? What'd you say to him when you found out? When you realized with <laughs> it? I looked at, you know what? Spit <laughs> it out, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> I looked at him and I was like, check yes or no. Did you eat these? 
But so I looked online. Spit out the pantaloons, Mr. Frodo. And uh, <laughs> anyways, so oh, that's too close to the line. <laughs> so apparently when a dog has eaten something within, I think it's like within two or three hours of you, them eating something that they don't need to have eaten. If you can get them 3% hydrogen peroxide, it will make them vomit it up. So I had to, I had to give him, it's, it's like a tablespoon for every 10 pounds they weigh. So I had to give him two tablespoons of hydrogen peroxide. And within five minutes, that joker was vomiting and up came said underwear. So are you serious? I'm I dead have serious. never in my life <laughs> exactly heard of this. I was thinking like, oh my goodness, we're going to have to sit here awake all night long hoping that he throws them up or I'm going to have to take him to the vet because so, there's no way he can pass those. So here's my question. How do you get a dog to drink hydrogen peroxide? So they suggest uh, like the the yeah, syringes. Syringe. syringes. Uh-huh. We had none. I was just surprised we had hydrogen peroxide. So what I did, me. I got a house full of them things. It, this this happened at syringes. This happened at ten yeah. o'clock. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. From I ain't kids, calling you at ten yeah. o'clock. From kids taking medicine and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, this happened at ten o'clock Tuesday night. So, um, so what we did was we did have the little cap medicine cap things that like uh that measure like mm-hmm. here's how much. Yeah. So anyways, um, I put two tablespoons in it and we took him to the couch and like kind of played with him and rubbed mm-hmm. his belly. And I waited till his mouth was open and I just out of nowhere, <laughs> just poured it down <laughs> his throat, <laughs> threw it back. <laughs> and then you grabbed them, them lips and held them together. So yeah. he swallowed it. He, and he immediately like turned over and was like, and what was that all about? Yeah. <laughs> like, what what the did heck? I do? And then I kid you not within five minutes, he started puking. And the second time he puked, they came up. I really feel like I got to do this. I don't even think we need a second. <laughs> I don't even think we need one. Do we not need one? No, we're good. We got, we're good. We're, okay. Yeah, let's do it. That, was, that might have been the best say why thing for, for that we've done so far. Mm-hmm. Police investigate after Dallas Zoo missing leopard is finally found. Well. <laughs> Dal- Dal- huh? In Dallas. Dallas, Dallas Texas. Okay. Dallas Zoo, Dallas Zoo officials said Friday that a missing clouded leopard was found after a day-long search. Evidence was found that the fence of the cat's habitat had been intentionally cut. Mm, that ain't good. Yeah. So this is why I wanted to do this one, because I just wanted to kind of put this out there into the world. If you... Okay, first off, what kind of person does this? What kind of person does this? Maybe somebody who's An like animal a, lover, maybe hyper animal yeah. rights activist yeah. type person, perhaps. Yeah. And they just—it's just can we, can I just put this out there? F- free every other animal in the zoo, <laughs> except for the predators. Yeah, yes. <laughs> except for the one wow. that can run seventy miles an hour. <laughs> yes. It's like it's no. like Jurassic Park. Why we should have just stopped with the with yeah. the veggie eaters. Let's not go on to the meat eaters. The zoo tweeted that the cat named Nova did not appear injured and was found near her original habitat. 
So oh, good. Okay. So good for Nova. She good knew Nova. she knew what to do. She went back home. The the search had closed Texas largest zoo, that's the largest zoo in Texas, the Dallas Zoo, to visitors while staff and police combed the 100-acre grounds in search for Nova. Can you imagine like being somebody First off, do you do you separate or do you stay in pairs as you're looking for that thing? You know what I mean? Like, well, first of all, leopards are beautiful to look at, but they're they are way more deadly. Yeah. than people understand. Yeah. When I when I was in Africa, they on the safari I got to do, I got to see a leopard. I never saw a lion because you know you're always looking for the big 5, right? Yeah. I saw a leopard. And it's weird because once one sees it, there's like 15, 20, 30 other cars. Mm-hmm. And it looks almost like a cartoon. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's on top of their vehicles trying to get pictures and stuff and everything. And our guide, there was a couple of people that were really taking risk and getting too close to it. And our guide was like, if those two people don't watch it, y'all going to get a lot more for your camera. <laughs> like... That's yeah. serious stuff. Well, that, that it says in the article that basically, like, the zoo staff had kind of, sp- when they realized the leopard is out of the enclosure, they went throughout the zoo telling people, like, that was the issue. People didn't want to leave. They're like, hey, I'm sorry, the zoo is closing right now, <laughs> and you need to leave. And wish, people didn't want to leave? People didn't want to leave, and they're like, we paid to get in. Go, we'll give you a free pass. This is a serious situation. There's yeah. a deadly predator. Well, but that was the thing. They couldn't say what it was. Oh. And I'm like, I, I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I know what to look for. Am I looking for tusk? Am I looking for spots? What am I looking for? <laughs> They should have like, made that. They should have made that. How known in the world quick. could they? Okay. Yeah, they. You got to make that known. You got to make that public. You cannot is, keep that. The leopard is out of the enclosure. That mm. I just. I wish these are the type of interactions I wish that I had on video. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they would be. They would be gold. <laughs> it says another clouded leopard. Which, by the way, a clouded leopard. I should clarify is a. a it's a smaller breed of mm. leopard. So this is not your standard. Your standard size yeah. leopard. Mm-hmm. So so this. Yeah, it's serious. <laughs> Still do some damage, dead, I'm sure. Yeah, they're deadly. <clears throat> but another clouded, clouded leper at the zoo, Nova's sister, in fact, did not leave the habitat. Hmm. Animals have escaped enclosures from the Dallas Zoo before, most notably in 2004 when a 340-pound gorilla named <laughs> Jabari... Uh, <laughs> Didn't they make a movie about that? J- Jabari. <laughs> Jabari. <laughs> I know Matt's already going to Harambe over there. <laughs> yeah. This I one s- ends similarly, by the way. <laughs> Jabari, which it's like, Jabari, listen what he did. Jabari jumped over a wall and went on a 40-minute rampage, injuring three people before police shot and killed the animal. Mm. Mm. So that, know, that's kind of on Jabari because yeah. he jumped the fence. But... You know, I hate that they had to put him down like that, but yeah. at some point you had to, you know. Well, with the Cincinnati Zoo, that's where it happened with Harambe. Yeah, um, that wasn't his fault. And no, that was that. That was the that parents' fault. Yeah, for letting your kid. So, do you know the story of Harambe? Mm-mm. Yeah, you've heard it before, I'm sure. But is it a child like a toddler? Was it a toddler? Yeah, it was like a two year old falls into. Oh yeah, I remember that. And it's on camera that the like. 
the parent would was yeah. not paying any attention to their kids. Yes. Yeah. So falls in and then people <laughs> on camera, it doesn't look like the Harambe's trying to do any harm. He's just holding the kid. Right. And they ended up having to put him down. But to this day, I follow Cincinnati Zoo on Twitter. Yeah. And anytime <laughs> they can't do anything, anytime, they, can't, they can't do anything right. Anytime they post something, they'll they, like they introduce like this baby hippo called Fiona, and and people be like, it would have been awesome if Harambe could have had babies, but y'all killed him. Like every time they make a post, somebody hits back with something about yeah. Harambe. Yeah, they'll say like new line exhibit opens this July, and be like Harambe love lines, but you killed him. <laughs> <laughs> the internet, the internet, and especially Twitter is un- undefeated. Yep. They are brutal. They are brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the the my, the funniest one to me is <laughs> people will post like the Cincinnati Bengals, and it'll show like their stadium <laughs> at like night. Yeah, and there's like a ghosted giant gorilla looking <laughs> over the top. <laughs> It's amazing. Uh, Harambe, Harambe was a Bengals fan. And that's, that's been at least six or seven years since that oh, happened. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. I want to say it's it, it happened in like 2015. There, somebody that went viral, you know, somebody got, somebody got a Harambe tattoo. <laughs> no, they did. Yeah, they no. did. They had, dude, they had like a picture of a gorilla, like Harambe's face on their thing. Hashtag never forget. <laughs> So on this guy, on one side, this guy's car, he's got Harambe, and on the other side, it's got Dale Jr. or Dale Earnhardt. I'm sorry, oh, man. That's bad. That's funny. That's awful. Well, well, hey, he's anyways. Speaking of escaped zoo animals, let's talk about your sermon from Sunday. <laughs> oh man, yeah. y- y'all know I'm the king of smooth transitions. You are smooth, brother. Smooth. So, uh, <laughs> can we talk about it? Y'all got anything else to say about zoo animals? When no, we talk I mean, <laughs> what else needs to be said? You, uh, second part of our series in vision on the book of Galatians, we started it Sunday. Yeah. And again, I apologize that we're just now recording on Tuesday this week. But Well, uh, it was Martin Luther King yesterday. Yeah. And kids are out of school and... A lot going on. So, yeah. we are... Uh, uh, so it, it, it's more difficult though on Tuesday, though, because everything's not as fresh on our minds. Right. And we don't necessarily have minds like steel traps either. So, <laughs> but um, I did make, so I've got notes. I remember you started the message talking about nostalgia, things that were nostalgic. And you talked mm-hmm. about remembering where you were when Michael Jackson died. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Did I hear that right? Well, I have one of those that involves both of y'all. I remember where what? I I remember wh- what I was doing and where I was when uh, the news broke that Kobe Bryant had died in a plane or uh, helicopter crash. Because us three were eating at Porky's Pride in Hayden. Mm. I never forget going to Porky's Pride, <laughs> and then that was like that I was like that. I was enjoying my meal, and then that news broke, and I was like, "Man, mm. yep." You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just I remember that as like vivid, but yeah, no. But you were talking about nostalgia, and you talked about, and um, that was kind of an introduction to talking about. Um, you talked about cake mixes, okay? 
<laughs> that's how you got to cake mixes, though. People being nostalgic. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead. So what you were saying was um, that. Do you want to clarify, or do you want me to? You want, you want me to say what I remember from it for first? And say then, what you remember. Okay, so I remember you. You talking about people being nostalgic about things they remember and, st- and so forth, but then also you pointed out that people are nostalgic about like um, all sorts of things. And you brought up cake mixes, how when cake mixes first got uh, instant cake mix, am I saying that right? Instant cake mixes yeah. or mm-hmm. cake mixes first kind of hit the market. They was they were just add water. Right. But yeah. people thought it was too easy. Yeah. Right. Right. And they were kind of, um, they felt like they needed to, um, oh, this is what I remember. I made a joke in the middle of your sermon. Oh, did you? Do you want to clarify how you got from nostalgia to cake well, mix? <laughs> well, like I said earlier, this weekend me and my wife were kid-free. Uh-huh. And so um, so we actually caught up on a couple you know, movies. And so we watched, oh, it was El- we had watched Elvis. Elvis. Stuff, we had not seen that movie yet. Yeah. I, and, still, I uh, haven't seen it. And so I saw a... It, what looked like in the ad a cake mix box, you know, like for that's you know, right. Yeah, it was on a window, and I was just kind of, and I was looking in the background. And I saw it, and I don't know why it just took my mind to cake mixes. Yeah, because you got into that because you were talking about a lot of people remember where they were when they heard that Elvis had died. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, um, but no, you were talking about how they released those cake mixes. And then people would all get you had them. to do was add water. All you had to do was add water, but then people they realized people had an issue with it because they wanted they wanted to be more involved than that. And yeah. then you made the statement it was just like you know she she would feel like it was just too easy, mm-hmm. you know. And I look I was sitting in the sound booth by the way. Okay. And I looked at Tiffany Wilson who was sitting next to me, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Why's it got to be a woman making cake?" Oh, <laughs> got him. <laughs> Because at our house recently, by the way, uh-huh. I've been like Mr. Homemaker. I've I've cooked a ton of meals recently, mm-hmm. and um, been uh, my wife, me and my wife have this uh, weird relationship when it comes to meals at our house. She looks up recipes and then sends them to me, <laughs> <laughs> and then I make them. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I tell her it's like okay. You'll look up and find the recipes, but I'm the one that can actually pull them off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can say whatever I want. Yeah. She don't listen to this podcast. But, <laughs> uh, no, anyway. Well, the reason I guess the reason I said her is just because when you do the research <laughs> on it, <laughs> when you do the research on it, it, that was the whole thing was that they had to rebrand the marketing and basically say. Now you not only have to add water, but you also have to add an egg. And the yeah. research showed that women were more willing to purchase the product because that now they were bringing something to the table yeah. versus something right. factory. That was know? the whole point of that, was yeah. to say that we feel like we have to make an investment in order for there to actually be value. Value, that's something. it. Yeah. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm not bringing something to the mix, no pun intended, there's probably nothing to it. Right. Yeah. That's That was the so, point. Yes. Um. And so kind of where you were driving with that, I'll just kind of read through my notes. Stop, mm-hmm. stop me whenever you want, is we must admit that Jesus did something for us that we couldn't do for ourselves in order. Wait, we, we must admit that Jesus did something we couldn't do for ourselves in order for us to be, quote, unquote, all in. All in, yeah. 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 Um, 
there, there must be, and this, you kind of tied back into like our assimilation process. You like that, that idea, that concept must click. Mm-hmm. That's right. And from there we went to Isaiah 64, six. I don't have this actual scripture. I don't mm-hmm. know if, it, if y'all want to read it or not, but, um, it was, uh, I'm trying to remember what that scripture is. I'm sorry. Well, it was basically, be. it was basically when Isaiah was, um, talking about, you know, the works of the Israelites and things like that. And that's when he said that, you know, when you bring your best to God, it amounts to nothing more than filthy rags. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, um, the quote that I've got from that is he died for you on your, on your worst day, but also for you on your best, best day, day because you're yeah. the very best that yeah. you have. Like we don't have enough righteous. You said something to this effect. We don't have enough righteous acts or righteous enough acts to even move the needle. Basically. Yeah, that's right. Um, <clears throat> from there, that got us to kind of our, our actual text, which was in Galatians too. And let me uh, say this, yeah. all that up front was just to, kind of frame the true gospel, what mm-hmm. the true gospel is, uh, which is Jesus plus nothing. Right. You know, and 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 that was kind of the whole point of the cake mix. Like sometimes we think we got to bring a little bit to the mix here for this thing to be, you know, authentic. And the reality is, is that you had nothing to offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember what translation you're reading out of? believe that was NIV. Okay. I was just going to say, because I was going to read some of these as I worked through yeah, them. Yeah, I, I just want to make sure I read them in the same translation that you did. Yeah. So uh, from there we went to Galatians 2, actually started in verse 16 and then and then backed up. But um, verse 16, kind of along those same lines, know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law mm-hmm. because, because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. So mm. the idea there being we can't fix ourselves in that regard. We need a savior mm-hmm. reiterating that it's not about what we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And from there, that's when we uh, backed back to the beginning of Galatians in verses one through uh, five is um, the argument or the, what you were the argument you're making there is, or that you're say, you're saying that Paul is making, is um, he's fighting that idea that it has to be Jesus plus something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know that's something uh, being what he uh, zeroed in on was circumcision. Circumcision. Yeah. yeah. And so, but it's but it's the same con. It's the same thing that we're sitting here talking about now. That's it. And. Uh, Paul calls them, you know, false brethren, false mm-hmm. false believers, and uh, I thought that was that was interesting because you went into the, uh, you know, the Greek phrase for that or wording for that would be, you know, someone who says that they belong to the same father but they don't. Um, yeah, and then from there, now this is what I didn't get because we went through this really quick. Okay, but the autopsy of a false believer. Mm-hmm. Do you? have anything in that regard i don't i don't have that in my notes i just i put that in autopsy of of a false believer well uh basically um i'm reading a book right now the autopsy of of the dead church written by thomas rayner and mm-hmm. uh and i don't know i was just fascinated with that word and just and how he used it in terms of you know something that something that's dead you got to get answers that kind of thing 
And so I just like that that framework. And so I'd use that word autopsy to kind of say, okay, based on what we understand from Scripture about false believers, here's what the if we were to do an autopsy on a false believer, here's here's what would come up. You know, mm-hmm. um, first of all. And I made this point, you know, a false believer is not going to come in church wearing a name tag that says, hi, I'm Joey, and I'm a false believer. Right, right. I'm here to to remove you from freedom and cross and put you back in slavery and bondage of, of the law. You know, mm-hmm. like that's that was not their thing. In fact, um, there's because the word believer is in there and the way that they went about, you know, teaching and and think about it, tra- going on the road, taking this show on the road, if you will. Um, because they traveled around a, mm-hmm. a lot, and um, and the issue is, is that they actually believed that they were true believers. They and that was something that very important to understand. You know, these people aren't walking around, you know, like you know, secret Jedi's that you know have the, spawning these these evil plans in the church. I mean, they actually believe they were true brethren. They actually entered the church with good intentions, but Paul says they've come in like spies. They've come in like, you know, um, like these uh, people in in stealth mode. But the reality is, is that the reason that they were stealth is because they didn't do anything to really to draw attention to themselves um, in terms of they looked like a believer. They acted like a believer, but they just had this one thing, you know, it was like, Jesus is great, but you still got to be circumcised. Yeah. And Paul took such an issue with that. Mm-hmm. And so and, and so, th- I felt like that was important for yeah. people to understand, to really get a good picture, a clearer picture of what a false believer is. Yeah. Um, f- from there, we in, went down into verses 11 through 14. I thought this was interesting because this is like Paul's call out of Peter, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, he calls him a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, uh, you know, the angle that you took on that there, I thought that was interesting because you talked about, you know, how, why didn't he call him a false believer like he called the other people false believers or false brethren or whatever. And it's because he knew there was a backstory there, right? He knew there was a lot of substance there. Yeah. Um, And essentially telling Peter like, okay, yeah, I know you're just kind of doing all frills and you're going through the motions here in Mm -hmm. in terms of this. Um, I know... I know this is a lot of what's I'm what we're seeing here is a show essentially, but yeah, I'm not, but yeah. I'm not going to judge you because of the show, right? And uh, because essentially he's in roundabout way saying to Peter, I, because we're all hypocrites, yes, yes, uh, you know, in different ways, right, right. Because I mean that the Greek word there is hypocrisis, mm-hmm. and which is where we get the word hypocrite, and. And really what it means is uh, it is a an actor on a stage mm-hmm. doing a show. Right. And uh, and they're just acting. And so so a good way to look at that would be, you know, and I even referenced your Bible study on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, here you can't just look at a family and go off how they look. They they look like they do everything right. You know, there's mom and dad and they they look perfect, and they got the little girls, and everybody has their Bible, and I think you called it Bibles and bows, you know, mm-hmm. and they like the perfect little family, but on their way to church, they had just got through clawing each other's eyeballs out, you right. know, arguing and stuff like that, and then they straightened themselves up and came into church. Well, I just want to, excuse me, I just want to make the point that that hypocrisy is not necessarily 
a indicator of false belief. Felt like that was important to to make clear um, because false a a the other thing that we left off about the the autopsy of the false believer is is that they live by a a knockoff gospel mm-hmm. and because it's Jesus plus something else right and stuff and so but a, a hypocrite um, is somebody that probably uh, is a, a Christian who's a hypocrite would be somebody who still believes in the true gospel, accepted the true gospel, and is living by it, but there are times when their faith is weak and mm-hmm. they feel like they've got to put on a show to kind of get through the moment. You know, we're having yeah. a bad week and it's just been, you know, finances aren't good. And so we're just gonna put on a smile and pretend everything's okay. But right. if you were to if but if you were to knock on go up to their house, you know, in the middle of the week and you're about to knock on the door, you could hear screaming inside, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's but just because there's hypocrisy in the church doesn't mean that that equates false belief. Right. Yeah. I think, and I think that's, especially in the Bible belt, that's something that's difficult for unbelievers yeah. to get there. You know what I mean? Cause how many times do you hear that? It's like somebody who doesn't want anything to do with, with church or, you know, there, there's no seeker, you know, yeah. side to them whatsoever. Right. They're like, why would I want to go down there to that church? There's nothing but a bunch of hypocrites down there. And it's like, duh. Duh. <laughs> yeah. That's what we Let are. me hang so, out with you for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, what I, you know, like Paul's kind of alluding to there with, with Peter and I, and kind of the way I said it was, you know, if, you know, okay. If, if everything is, is perfect in regards to your spiritual standing or whatever, you know, I give you, I give you five minutes cause you'll mess it up. You're going to be a hypocrite before yeah. the day's over with Before it's over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to make it through yeah. today without being a hypocrite. And, and, and we let this out. What Paul was getting at was Peter had a moment when he was, he was hanging out with Gentiles and mm-hmm. loving on them and, and, and under the roof of a Gentile. But the minute the circumcised believers showed up on the scene, he switched, Right, you know, he went <clears throat> over and started, he started acting like he didn't know the Gentiles mm-hmm. and, and Paul just called him out on it. And it's like, you hypocrite, you yeah. know? So, yeah. So the difference though, was the difference between Peter and the rest of those people that he had called out earlier in the chapter is what was at his foundation. His like, foundation. And he knew, Paul knew there was substance there at, yes. at his foundation. Yes. And that that's what got you into the autopsy of a true believer. Yeah. And you listed off several things there. And that, those are the two things that I didn't get. I mean, I just, I got the titles, but I didn't get the actual list. Um, yeah. But, um, but it was good. What I remember, <laughs> and then yeah. uh, you know, you after you listed that off, I remember you saying, you know, you you can It's this. It's a little bit of the visible church versus invisible in some ways. You know, or how can you tell if something is real? How can you tell if something's fake? Right. Uh, you made the con- like you made the use the illustration of how do you tell the difference between a live battery and a dead battery? How do mm-hmm. you tell the difference between a loaded gun and an unloaded gun? You can't uh, just you know, by it, looking at it. Not by looking at it, you can't, but there's a world of difference, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, only God sees the heart, essentially, is the whole point of the message, yeah. is only God sees the heart. Do, you know, does your heart truly celebrate like Peter's really did, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Peter, who do you say that I am, right? And so it's like, like Peter's heart celebrated. Does your heart truly celebrate the truth of the gospel and the truth of who Christ is? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what's at your foundation? That's it. Because a lot of people, 
I think really at the heart of the entire message, what it's really getting at is that people are really bad about judging the book by its cover. Like we try to not do that, but it's just hard. You know, it's just extremely hard. Um, and it's, it's so ingrained in our DNA that there's even, there's even scientific proof that people who are taller, uh, better looking, whatever, are more successful. Mm-hmm. Not because they're smarter, not because they deserve it and they right. put in the hard work, just because they f- they look the part, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're going to naturally in our DNA judge a book by its cover. And 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 I wanted our, our church to understand as we, in this season of our church in January, as we're revisiting our mission statement and our vision and why, we, why we're here and what we do, um, it's important that um, we we get off of that kind of skin deep judgmentalism and really began to look past that and start looking at the heart or the foundation mm-hmm. of what it is. Like it'd be easy to come in our church and judge us on whatever your you know preferences and criteria are, but just because we don't check a few boxes for you doesn't mean that the foundation of this church isn't solid, strong, and could, you know, right. spiritually rock your world or whatever. But the but what I wanted our people to understand is not so much like, let's get our eyes off everybody else's problems mm-hmm. in exterior, and let's put them on our own foundations. Let's, let's make sure that our house is built on the rock, mm-hmm. it, that it's not built on the shifting sand of opinions and things like that, that we're, our house is built on the rock, on the truth of God's word. And, um, and, and when we begin to examine, self-examine our own foundations, then um, that can say a lot, not only to us about ourselves, but also us as a church. And uh, because the foundation of the church is there. Um, the question is, is are all the other folks whose foundations are in Christ, are you in? And that's kind of where we're headed with this is to really ask everybody, are you in with what God's doing here? Um, and, you know, just like I would challenge you, if you go to another church, are you in with what God's doing there? There's a reason why you're there at that church. You need to go to that church. You need to be more involved than you ever thought possible because there's, there's something that there's a gift setting that God has given you that needs to be employed there. And, um, and so, so that's kind of the heart of the whole message was let's, let's take a look at your foundation. And, um, and that's what we're going to be doing um, this whole year is we're going to, we're going to be literally going up. Some people kick the tires, our church, we kick your foundation <laughs> because what greater thing, because what if, what if you build this beautiful home and this beautiful family, but your foundation is not on the right thing, then it's going to fall like a house of cards. So the greatest thing we could do as a church is to, is to show tough love and really, make you seriously take a long, hard look at the foundation of your life. What is it built on? Is it built on Christ or is it built on some dream that you had as a kid hanging out as a poster on your wall or something? You know, Mm -hmm. things have to think things, things have to get serious like that. If we're really going to move forward and really achieve the great commission, which is what we're called to do. Yep. That's what I was getting at when I made the whole statement about Peter, you know, 
when Jesus said, who you say that I am kind of thing. Oh, you know, yeah. Because he was rocking on this foundation. I'll build my church. But, you know, yeah. I, I don't feel like he gave me enough credit for it. But whatever. Okay. <laughs> well, the fact you revisited, you got it. I'm kidding. You blew your horn in the re- street. No, I really didn't your think rewards that. Your <laughs> I really didn't think that. I think I you just kind of took it and made it, made it make sense. <laughs> made, made it make sense. Anyway. I love it. But I will say this, though. Here's your transition. Um the song you ended with, dude, a firm foundation, like, like I, I mean, if you were in the early service, you were probably thinking, I'm thinking Joey's about to take off running. I thought you were about to start jumping pews. I was, I was fired up. <laughs> I was fired up. That one got me. That one got me. Yeah. And I wasn't the only one. That's probably one of our favorites. Collect, like I know it's a favorite of the students, and I think of the worship team as well. Um, it's one of their favorites. <clears throat> so, what else did y'all do? So we started out with a little bit of a throwback, "Happy Day." Oh, happy day! Yep, and then um, then we did. Won't you do the version of "Happy Day" from Sister Act Two? <laughs> oh, happy day! <laughs> Anyways, and then we did um, <laughs> with my Jesus. Wife. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, and then we did King of We did King of Kings. So happy day, King of Kings. And then we did uh we did the new one that we introduced last week. We did it again, what he's done. Um, what he's done, what he's done, all the glory and the honor to the Son. And then after the message we did firm foundation, he won't. Yeah, um, and it's basically, and I love that song because it because it kind of it's it's like that chorus that asks the question like so why would he fail now and then mm. it's like he ain't he, gone he won't <laughs> he won't he so, won't yeah so <laughs> <laughs> what was that <laughs> he ain't get Joey to sing that next time he won't he won't <laughs> yeah so. hey let me be responsive I'll just come up <laughs> turn around he won't. He won't. But yeah, so yeah, let him do it was good. like Kurt Franklin style. <laughs> he won't. He won't. I Never got a fail. So good. Man. Well, mm. is that it? Yeah, that was the is only that songs we did. Oh, I mean, oh. Is, is that all we have to talk about? Did we cover everything? This will be record time just about. Well, not it record. It will be. But we, we just need to make sure we got everybody updated on what's going on around here. Um, just, uh, want to say anybody who's listening that signed up for project 28 going into this, uh, this year, I'm excited. I cannot wait to take this journey with you. We start Wednesday night, come with an open heart, open mind. Uh, you'll get your kits and, uh, man, it's going to be awesome. I just, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm excited and just thinking through the, you know, just the spring semester and, and then all the things that we talked about this morning and staff meeting about the summer, and then we pick Project 28 back up in the fall for that semester. It's just going to be a full year, but I am excited. I'm hunkered down and ready to go. Are y'all still doing the alternating? Yes. Me and yeah. women, me and women. We, there's a lot more combined classes um, this time than last time because we found it better to be that way. Okay. But, but yeah, the majority of it is you'll be in class live one Wednesday, and then you'll be online the next one. Okay. Yeah. And you good. and you can come to Wednesday night Bible study when you're not in class. If you're not in P28, <laughs> come to Blake's Wednesday night Bible study. I was able to actually attend that this past Wednesday night, and uh, I'm telling you, I'm 
I'm a little jealous that I can't be in there. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I walked away. I mean, it was a spiritual workout. Like I was sore the next day, mm. but wow, man, just the, just the extrapolation of, of the truth from scripture and Romans is no easy task. And I think you said I walked in on probably the heaviest one y'all well, had done. Maybe not heaviest, but um, definitely the driest for sure. <laughs> it was pretty dry because we were starting Romans chapter eight. So um, yeah. I, I don't know why it ended up that way. It's usually not because, you know, I'm goofy and yeah, like this next Wednesday night, I'm going to be talking about Karate Kid a lot. But there mm. were, it, I mean, I don't, anyway, but um, it's yeah, good, man. It just kind of ended up that it. way. I enjoyed it. I had a good crowd there too, and man, it was just good. I've I've referenced it quite a bit. I referenced it even in the message Sunday. So yeah. it's good stuff. And I'm I'm jealous because I don't normally get that a lot to get fed like that. So mm. it's good stuff. Well, we look forward to seeing you guys on Wednesday. So tomorrow night, January eighteenth, everything starts at uh, normal time. We've got uh, kids for truth. We got students, adult Bible study, and P twenty eight all That's kicking right. off tomorrow night. And then uh, our women are meeting tonight. Uh, the, the If you're a female and you're interested in a great women's Bible study, I think they've got like 60 really? women signed up for that thing. And I know there's like 25 women going to be at our house tonight. It's crazy. That's, mm. But mm. it's called Not Alone. And yeah. so if, if there's any ladies out there that are like feeling like they're alone and they need a friend, they need to be a, they want to be a part of something, now would be the time to get in, get involved in it. And so you can get all that information on our website. Yep. Sure. So spring is a great time to get involved. A lot of stuff to, yep. a lot of stuff to do. And, uh, like Joey mentioned, we've, uh, started laying out our calendar for the summer. And so that'll be coming around the corner. We'll be letting all those dates out and everything that we've got planned. So yeah, I got excited. It's going to be fun. All right. Y'all good. All right. You good, Matt? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next time. See you guys. Sandy Grevy.